get very educated. Continue to learn as much as you can. We invest a lot of our time in learning, and I've created a learning community myself. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls. They handle the rent collections. They handle late payment reminders. They handle the lease violation notices. Everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you've got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Monique Hom. How you doing, Monique? I'm doing great. How are you, Joe? I'm doing well. Nice to have you on the show and looking forward to diving in a little bit about Monique. She is the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, an online community for women investors. You got to check out her new book. She's the author of The Real Estate Investor Goddess Handbook, consistent branding theme I see throughout. She is a real estate investor, a developer, and a syndicator. Been doing it for 12 years, investing in single families, multifamilies, and mobile home parks. Prior to this, she was practicing corporate litigation for nine years at law firms in Los Angeles, and she's currently based in Los Angeles, California. With that being said, Monique, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. My personal real estate investing business, I invest with my husband. We syndicate. We bring groups of investors together to purchase properties. Currently, we have syndicated some apartment buildings in New Mexico, and we have a mobile home park that we syndicated in North Carolina, and we're currently working on a project in Lake Charles, Louisiana. We also have passively invested in quite a few properties in Dallas, Atlanta, and have a couple duplexes in Los Angeles. and. 
that's where we're at with our real estate investing. We started syndicating maybe 18 months ago. So that's a newer thing for us before mm-hmm. we just had the duplexes in LA and we were flipping homes. And then after a while, we realized, wait, this is like a short-term job. <laughs> We'd yep. like to be able to cash flow, and we also wanted to be able to leverage. So we got into syndication and have been loving it. Let's talk about the last deal that you closed on. Which one was it? The last one we closed on were two buildings in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They were two separate deals, but we got them at the same time closed on them within a few days of one another and are managing them together. Two buildings, are they apartment buildings? Two buildings, yeah. One's a 77 unit, the other one 51 unit building. Okay. And how did you come across these two buildings? We were led to Albuquerque almost by accident in a networking event. We met this woman who had recently moved from Albuquerque to Southern California. And we'd been looking at other markets that were much more on the radar. We were looking at Dallas, Atlanta, Kansas City. And she said, well, have you thought of Albuquerque? No, we hadn't told us about it. So she told us a little bit about it. And then we went home, did some research. And it's a very stable market. Didn't have the booms and busts of other markets. We liked that. And we went in, found... A couple properties had been on the market for a while. We were able to get them under asking, and we liked that we could get good returns, and it wasn't as crazy competitive as some other markets. It has since gotten more competitive over there, but at that time, it was about six months ago that we closed on those. There weren't that many people looking there. When you said 77 unit, it triggered something. I was like, wait a second. And then I remember I interviewed someone, Pete Hall. My, my husband. Oh, is that your husband? <laughs> oh my God. You're, you have the last, same last name. I know. <laughs> I'm connecting the dots. I, you're like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's take this a different approach then because best ever listeners, you can just listen to Pete's interview where I asked him more specifics about the 77 and 51 unit. How do you and your husband partner up? Who does what? I guess I'm more the person that does investor relations. So I'm more of the person who has the conversations with investors and does the relationship part of it. He does some, but I'm more the one that has those conversations. And when we have a property, I do more of the design work. I'm a certified interior designer. Well, I'm more in charge of the rehab and overseeing that part. And he's the numbers guy. So he's the one that does the underwriting. He's the one that takes care of all of the other details. Insurance, we have good insurance and all of those other moving parts. So I'm more of the people and the design and he's the numbers guy. You've got the 77 and 51. How many people are on the general partnership on that deal? So how many of us were on the sponsorship team? Yeah, three of us. So it's you, your husband, and you've got... And our, our partner, Chris Rush. And what's Chris's role versus your husband's and your role? There is a lot of overlap in terms of sure. what we do. Yep. So he was also, he also did quite a bit of the fundraising. So he had his own set of investors. Mm-hmm. He also really helps to keep our property managers doing what they're doing. So he really makes sure that they're meeting the goals that we set. We all meet on the phone with our property managers every week, but he's more of 
on top of doing that bit of it. Okay. How much did you and your husband bring in equity from investors in the deal? In that particular deal, probably we contributed about 40% of the equity and Chris and his investors were about 60. And then what was the total equity raise for that one? Combined, they were about a little over 2.2 million. 2.2 million. So you brought a little under a million bucks. From those investors where you brought about a little under a million dollars, if you can just think of one or two of them in your mind, how did you initially get to know them? And I asked this question for best ever listeners who also want to bring in investors in their deals and they are wondering, how do I find investors? Okay. A lot of the investors came from a investment group where we met Chris, our partner initially. It's Brad Simrock's group. Ah, He's based out of Dallas. So this is a wonderful group of people who are looking to invest in apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And if you can bring apartment deals that meet the requirements there, so you need generally a minimum of 10%, double-digit cash-on-cash returns in an investment that will double the investor's money within three to five years. There are lots of willing investors within that group. So a lot of our investors came from there. I would say maybe a little over half came from that group. And then the other investors, they were people that we'd worked with. I was an attorney, so some attorney friends, and a lot of them... Chris is a pilot and a lot of the pilot friends invested. So they're just people that we have known throughout our lives that have had some money that they want working better for them. Mm-hmm. And we were able to provide an opportunity and they were happy to invest. How did you feel the question of this looks great, Monique, but you haven't done this size of deal before? Right. Partly that's why we brought Chris in. So Peter and I found the properties, but we knew that we didn't have the experience by ourselves to handle this. So we brought in a partner who had had experience. So he had a 180 unit in Dallas that he had managed. So doing these properties was a natural fit for him. Mm -hmm. So we were able to bring in the experience. We didn't have it, but we could partner with the experience. We also got the largest property management company in New Mexico, based in Albuquerque. So we had a very knowledgeable, reputable property management company that we partnered with, and we just had a really good team. So how we were able to answer that question is, as a team, we had this experience. Mm -hmm. So that they were investing in the whole team. And you said you're focused on investor relations and communication. Remind me again, when did this deal close? It closed the end of October, beginning of November. Six, seven months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time this airs, probably like seven, eight months. Since then, what process or cadence do you have with communicating to investors? We send out a newsletter update every month with financials and what's been going on. So walk us through, what does that newsletter look like as far as, is it attachments or is it just an actual email or do you send it out via MailChimp or some other service? 
MailChimp and with links to the actual documents as well. It'll have, say, pictures of where we are with the rehab. Here's a new apartment or this is the new paint job on the outside of the building. This is what we're doing right now. Here's where we're at. And then here are the financials. That's generally what the communications were like. Now I'm going to completely switch gears. I'm going to go to that mobile home park in North Carolina. When did you close on that? It's all a blur. I've recently come across a term called <laughs> called deal merge. Exactly. I think you're experiencing it right now. I was like, what? that was so long ago. That was a, a, a year ago, right? So that was last June. Okay. Last June. So about a year ago. And what can you tell us about that deal? Well, that was a deal where we didn't find it. We're not running it. We brought some money to that deal. So friends ours, Andrew Lenoy, who has a lot of mobile home parks, I guess now at that point he had maybe 12. I think now he has over 20. And he had one big investor who was bringing money in from Korea and that wasn't able to bring that money in. So wanted to close, had a shortfall, and we were able to raise money to close the deal. Did you invest in that deal or not? We invested a little bit of our money in okay. that deal. So how, we got some equity for bringing in. How do you determine if it's a good ROI for your time and effort to bring investors, invest your own money in the deal? We look at the deal as a whole. What are the returns going to be like? For that one, it was our first deal. So it was actually a nice way to be able to syndicate without having to take on the whole process of managing the asset and everything. It was pretty simple. So we liked that. So it was helpful for us to get our teeth wet. Now, I think we would look at what are we getting in terms of just the whole package, right? So you get up front, what kind of equity deal is it? Is it something that would be interesting to our investors? So certain deals are an easier sell than others. And so it'd have to be something that's a fit for the people that we have. And not just that, but we want to have lifetime relationships with people. And what is the, the lifetime opportunity in this deal? And is it somebody we'd want to continue to work with? So all of those factors go into our decision. And it's really on a case-by-case basis. What's a lesson that you learned flipping houses in LA that you've applied to what you're doing now? It's a good question. Well, it's about time I finally asked a good one. It's only <laughs> been 15 been a minutes. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a lesson that I learned? Well, one big lesson, which is so much is about your team. And we had one great construction team that was really quick, did really amazing work, was super reasonably priced. And at one point, they were busy. So we went with another team that was just not as good and took a lot longer and time is money when you're flipping, especially. So the team really made a difference and the same holds true with everything else, right? How good we've had, unfortunately, to let go of some people in our property management team that were not doing the job and switching them out has been 180 in terms of our results. Because when you have a weak team member, you're going to have weak results. So I think that's a big lesson that has applied across everything we've done. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice ever is 
to get very educated, continue to learn as much as you can. We invest a lot of our time in learning, and I've created a learning community myself. I know a lot of mistakes I've made or opportunities I've missed. That's probably some of the harder things. I didn't know what I didn't know. So it wasn't until we were educated that we were able to create certain opportunities and to do so much better. So education, getting good education is probably the best advice. And then just having a really great team. Work with the best. The advice I got from Beth Clifford, who is international developer, works with the real estate guys in their development in Belize. And she says, hire the best. They won't cost you money. They will make you money. Mm-hmm. If you try to save money, Going with somebody who's not the best, they will cost you money. <laughs> so mm-hmm. really try to work with the best you can and invest in the best. Yes, I agree in that. What's an opportunity that you've missed along the way that you can think of? Well, I did not know anything about syndication until two years ago. And I met Robert Helms at a networking event, and he told me about this thing <laughs> I was looking for a fourplex because that's all I knew to look for. And I thought I was limited my own capital and credit. And he said, well, you could do that. I said, or you bring a group of investors together and you can get a 100 or 200 unit apartment building. That blew my mind. I really had no idea that that was a thing. And I thought you needed Donald Trump's bank account in order to invest this way. So I realized we put in a lot in flipping and we were buying things all cash. We were not leveraging at all. And I realized, wow, instead of flipping, if we had taken that money and syndicated and look look how much further we would be, but we just didn't know that that existed yet. So those were a lot of opportunities we missed. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com. Best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read For me, for investing, it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. really helped. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done is my Albuquerque deals. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction, very tactically speaking? On the actual transaction? Yeah. Mistake we made was not taking acquisition fees and putting everything down the line. And now for your project, how do you charge your acquisition fee? It depends, so 2 to 3% usually now. Okay. What's the best ever way you like to give back? I give webinars. I do a lot of 
training a lot of the stuff I do for real estate investor classes. It's free and I'm really passionate about getting more women into this arena. I think that this is one of the best ways to build wealth and a lot of women just don't know about it. So I think that this community I've created is the way I give back. And just point of clarification, 2 to 3%, is that of the purchase price? Yeah, the raise, yeah. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? The best way is to go to realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. So that's all one word. And you can find me there. Well, thank you for being on the show, Monique. And thanks for sharing your advice, your career path, and your investing path along the way. Talking about how you're actively in syndication, the lessons learned along the way, how you got going, how you were able to shortcut this by tying into an existing network and then leveraging other people's experience and then eventually going out and now you're going to be, I suspect, doing it on your own where you don't need to necessarily have as many partners on the sponsorship side. And then also talking about the lessons learned from flipping to now syndicating. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at TargetMarketInsights.com. That's TargetMarketInsights.com.